Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, special edition as we're talking all things Clásico Nacional today, and joining me, as always, are my two co-hosts, everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez, and New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo. Sorry for a second. Almost, almost forgot what I was going, what was I was doing. Yeah, the Clásico oh, nerve got to him. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Christian, how are we? I'm doing fine, Ivan. I hope you're doing well yourself. Uh, this should be an interesting podcast, and I'm, I'm excited to get started. Very interesting indeed. Dylan, how are we, my friend, over in Texas? Everything's going good. Everything's going good. Nice to hear. Nice to hear. And well, let me introduce today's guest. As today, we're talking all things La Sagrada de America and Chivas Rayadas de Guadalajara for the Clásico Nacional. The two gentlemen over from the Chivas Norte podcast that always join us. It is none other than Rigo and Vado. Gentlemen, how are we? Well, I'm a little disappointed that you said that Christian was New- uh, everyone's favorite New Yorker because that's definitely not true um uh, it's, probably, <laughs> it's probably me and then pivaro maybe afterwards and then maybe maybe christian after that maybe i will <laughs> <laughs> well would we'll have to do a poll yeah that's the only all way to settle of new york it. all of well, new york has to go out and vote it has to be it has to be like you know uh uh a source that is you know non-arbitrary and mm. can handle something like this Maybe I don't know. A stray goat can can uh, send mean, this oh, out. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't already know. I was gonna suggest we could put it on the November ballot. But. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but good to uh, good to hear from you. Good to have you on here. Good to have both of you guys on here. We're gonna talk everything in regards to this Clásico Nacional. I'm gonna preview how both teams are coming into this, and then we'll give our predictions in the end how we think this game is gonna go. But. Um, I just kind of want to give you guys a little bit of a uh, of some time to kind of tell us how Chivas are coming into this game. I know you guys had a game in Nakaxa where you guys had that last minute goal, but uh, talk to us a little bit more about that game and how you guys are coming into this match. Varo, are you there? I think Varo left me alone. Wow. Uh, I, the, it's been a it's been a uh, you know a season that. It's been eerily similar to the last couple seasons with us having to replace the coach a couple of weeks into the season. Uh, Wusatich took over, I think, like maybe like four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Um, you saw a little bit of improvement. I mean, the last three games of the, of the last three games, we came away with seven points, which most would say is a good result. That's, that's seven out of nine points. Um, but there's still a lot, a lot of kinks to work out. I mean, the team could have easily won the game against um, Querétaro a few weeks uh, last week. Yeah, it was a midweek game. It was Querétaro. I wish Farah was on so he could help me uh, yeah, Correct. Fact check, fact check. <laughs> fact check. Fact check me. Um, and then last week we and I mean, and, I mean on Sunday, Friday actually, I guess Nakaxa, a game again, a, a game that we we won and we should have won, but it took us until the ninety first minute, ninety second minute to score the go ahead goal. Um, so the team is still coming together. You're still seeing a lot of struggles putting goals in and and a lot of defensive mistakes that. Are costing us, you know, points. Um, but I think coming in with doble jornada, having you know secured nine points, I think it it does give the team some confidence heading into a clásico against America. All right, then interesting. Well, gentlemen, Chivas is not the only team struggling at the moment. America is coming into this clásico nacional not in the best of fashion. So we obviously had that terrible draw at home against the Luca, a match that definitely felt like two points dropped rather than one point game. Christian, I know you had a lot of things to say about this game, but just kind of give me a, your quick, brief recap of what happened. What do you think went wrong for America after you know getting that go ahead goal? Just everything seemed to die down. 
Yeah, it's it's strange because uh, normally we um we we kind of hope that after Almeida gets an early goal, we we see them kind of just keep pressuring on, uh, being a little bit more aggressive. But in this game, it felt weird. I think after the goal, uh, we just like you said, kind of died down. We let Luca kind of get back into the match, and you know the result was that they they scored a goal and ended up being the 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 result for the match. Um, I think America is still struggling with the, this kind of mental issue that they have within the team. Uh, them not you know playing well and getting results is you know starting to I think just kind of go all over the squad and I guess no matter what formation or what players you put out there it kind of seems like the same result for for everybody that's on the pitch yeah I think that's the one thing that a lot of us are kind of scratching our head at is you know we we kind of changed formations we kind of went with more of an attacking format if you I mean look at it from a different perspective in regards to that 5-3-2 and of course at the end of the day they didn't pay any dividends so we'll be interested to see how America line themselves up against Chivas in this Clásico Nacional um, obviously both teams not in the best of uh, form like I think the gentleman here from the Chivas Norte mentioned you know they're still trying to find rhythm they're still trying to find and gel and come together and I think that's the same case for America although America should have a little bit less of an excuse because there hasn't been a roster change or a managerial change in regards to that i mean i think that's what we're talking about christian when we're coming into this season preview at the beginning of the season was by the time you end up playing against chivas you should already have a set way of playing a set formation kind of a rhythm established but it doesn't seem like that's the case and i think i think it's fair to say that a lot of fans are going to be a little bit panicked for this classical game in regards to what america can produce no, definitely. And it's not just, you know, a managerial change that's kind of, you know, implementing this uh, this poor form. I think it's just, you know, America just has a history of injuries and, you know, us not having a full squad from from day one. It's it really, I guess, you know, holding our progress and you try adding players in and, you know, they're just starting to come back. And, you know, and all, all of that stuff just adds up to, I guess, an unbalanced team, uh, a team that can never find chemistry, a team that never uh, can never find form because you never really have the same starting 11 since, like, I think week two. And um, and for right now, you just lost your best your best defender, so you're trying to you know cope with that. So it's definitely definitely struggles for America and definitely in the in, in, uh, in the injury department. Yeah, but uh, Rigo, tell me more about Chivas. What are you most concerned about coming into this game on Saturday? What I'm most concerned about is just defensive mistakes. That like, I mean, I feel like the last. I feel like ever since I made the joke about Dylan and the cowboy hat, like <laughs> Chivas just has not played well in the Clásicos. And I want to apologize to Dylan here. And I see that he removed the cowboy hat uh, from the background. Uh, but no, I mean, it, it, like all jokes aside, like Chivas just, ha- they haven't played well last se- last couple seasons versus America in, in the Clásicos. And I think we, we, you, I kind of fear a little bit more of that, of the, of the defensive mistakes. Again, America, like you said, is a team that, in theory, should be, you know, playing a lot better. I, I, I can't say I've watched a lot of America games, but, you know, the team has been together for a while. They have the same players, same coach, very few roster changes or turnover. Uh, while Chivas has had, you know, a lot of turnover, uh, Roster changes, you know, week to week, we're, we're we're getting roster changes, you know, with players being out on injury or players being suspended for, you know, off the field uh, incidents. Uh, the, the, there hasn't been a set starting eleven. I mean, there, there's a set starting eleven, but they haven't all really played together um, very many games. Uh, one of my concerns is with our new coach, who's uh, Victor Manuel uh, teach is, or one thing that I dislike is that he's very, he comes into these games, you know, afraid to lose versus, you know, wanting to win more. So uh, one of my concerns is that he's going to come into this game and be defensive and which it could pay dividends. He, you know, he, he could pretty much say, you know what, let's give, let's give America the ball and let them bring the game to us and we counterattack them. Um, but that you can, you can only do that for so long, and against a team that has as many weapons as America, it, it could definitely backfire. So, I if I had to if I had to have one thing that concerns me heading into the game is that we come out too defensive, 
and you know America gets an early goal and settles, and then we can't we can't come back. Interesting. Well, I mean, I, I will say this much: if America ends up getting that early goal, I, I, I promise you guys, you guys will get your chance to come back in. Because Christian, I think if we've seen it time and time again, America has yet to know how to manage a lead. Surprisingly enough, we've been able to do it against two opponents in regards to Cholos and Santos. But even then, the second half uh, in those games ended up being a disaster for America. How do you think? Uh, how do you think our Aguilas need to come into this one and approach that kind of defensive error mistakes that Chivas is having? And how do we tighten up ourselves in the back, knowing that we share kind of similar weaknesses? You know, it's it's hard to answer the question because I think we've kind of given every possible solution besides playing, I guess, two CDMs, which I don't think he's gonna do. Um, but I guess I kind of, kind of to what we alluded to last week is I think we're kind of in this state where. We're kind of just relying on the team to outscore then you know outscore their opponent every single match, and in some cases it works, and some it doesn't. Uh, for this game, uh, specifically, I don't think it'll work only because I think Chivas are growing as a team right now, and while their results may not be showing it, uh, they you know if you watch them a little bit here and there, they kind of seem like they're a little bit gelling more and more together. They're just missing that key uh, that key thing to kind of just score goals and. Put them in the back end because they are creating chances. Just you know, the lack of goal is what I think is halting them uh, more than I guess any other thing. But you know, so for for us, I think we just need to come out just playing aggressive. You know, put it on them, and you know, let's see if that can kind of fuck with them a little bit. No, yeah, I I think you I think you make a really good point there, Dylan. Do you agree with Christian that it's it's time for America to come out? and really take the game to Chivas and try to get that early goal and just try to dominate in whatever fashion you can. Yeah, and I think that's just something we've been saying week in and week out too. That's what that's what we want this team to do because you see, I guess when in an extent the players that we got, we feel like we got the players that can do that. But you know, they seem to have done that, especially when you look at this past game with uh, uh, Luca, You know, Vina scores, and all of a sudden we're giving up the goal, to, and Luca ties it one one, and then you know we just kind of lose it after that. So it's just a matter of you know keeping that aggression and, and taking the game to Chivas for pretty much a good portion of the game, if not the whole 90 minutes. It's going to be interesting. Now, Vado, I know that you guys are having quite the difficult uh, situation down in Chivas in regards to your guys' goalkeeper. Can you guys tell me at least who's going to start on Saturday? Is it going to be Toño or is it going to be Guadinho? Wait, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we can yeah. hear you now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to go with Guadinho just because, you know, Guadinho's had a good history, I think, in Classicos. He even got a national team call-up when he blocked that last minute penalty. I still believe it was all just that. And um, I think he has to keep instilling confidence in Gudinho now. I think Tonio's confidence is shattered. Um, he's probably not going to come back this season, and Gudinho just has to, he has to ride it out with Gudinho. Interesting. Rigo, how do you feel about your goalkeeper situation? Do you, guys, do you think you guys are going to be safe in regards to that aspect on Saturday? I mean, I I was never a Tonyo fan from the beginning. I've, I've never been a Tonyo fan. Um, Gudi, I prefer Gudinho. I, I he does make mistakes as well. I think I think he's definitely more secure in, in the net than Tonyo. Um, but it's still it's still worrisome. It's not a it's not something that you have confidence in. It's not like you guys. You guys have a guy that's only, he's only given up seven goals like twice in one game, like in a game. But like. You guys are still confident in in, in him. Um, he, and we we there isn't. I don't think anybody that has a hundred percent confidence in either Tonio or Gudinho at this point. Um, but we're, we're going to ride out with Gudinho for for the rest of the season. I think. Interesting. Now I see a window of an opportunity here for America because I think. Uh, if a goalkeeper position is in doubt and you have two goalkeepers that are making mistakes, I think that's an avenue that America can definitely explore. In a player like Sebastian Cordova, Christian, a player that has the ability to take shots from outside the 18 and drill them in, I think this is going to be an opportunity for him and Richard Sanchez to really test out whoever's in net because I think they're, they're 
their judgment is going to be a little cloudy and they're going to have a lot of pressure on them. Yes, granted, there's not going to be any fans, but I think the fact that knowing that it's a classical and that the starting position is up for takes, I think it's going to be an interesting avenue that America can explore. I don't know if you agree with that aspect. No, definitely 100%. But I think also depends on, you know, where you put them on the pitch. Because I think time and time again, we've seen Cordova kind of play on the wing and kind of just, you know, dies off into the match or it doesn't even present himself. So I think you get him kind of in that camp spot or behind the strikers. I think that's what we're going to do. You know, considering the case with Vina, we don't know if he's going to be available or not. But if he's not, and and then we do go with kind of like a 4-2-3-1, I think Cordova does start behind uh, Henry Martin. So if if the, that, that does happen, I can't see Cordova kind of shooting from long range a lot. Interesting. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about predicted lineups. I know that you have ours ready, and uh, we'll ask these gentlemen to, to give us their achievements. But um, where was I going with this? Uh, damn, Christian. You your your lineup thing kind of messed me up where exactly where I was going with this, but um, no, you're fine, you're fine. That's on me. I do think um, I do think that. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no go uh, for it's, it. It's your podcast. I apologize. Uh, I I do think that you know that that if you guys have a guy like Gordon who is going to take those shots from outside the box, that could present trouble for Chivas in that you might get you know Gudinho uh, to to instead of you know maybe stopping a ball or catching a ball with his hand and he maybe he, he punches it out and it lands and you know one of your strikers uh right in front of them and, kind of and happened last goal game. yeah um so that's that's definitely a possibility that mm-hmm. that could happen um okay. so i mean if if i was if i was you know america or if i was Piojo, and you no know, that would that would definitely tell my guys hey you know, take your chances when, whenever you have from outside the box. No, definitely. And just kind of to stay on the topic of long shots, you also have a player, like you said, I've been Richard Sanchez that can do it. You know, Leo Suarez, we know he kind of scored a couple of bangers throughout the season. So there's definitely possibilities to kind of, you know, open up a mistake for whichever goalkeeper is in that for Chivas. Yeah, and, and, and that's definitely going to be an interesting factor to that that's going to play, whether or not Bioko explores that avenue. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But let's hope that they are practicing those long-range shots uh, and practice throughout this week. But I, where I was alluding to afterwards, uh, after talking about this, is, okay, we've talked a little bit about kind of Chivas' weaknesses coming into this game. We know that, you know, defensively they're just as shaky as us. But then, of course, added on to that is the goalkeeper situation. But I'm curious uh, to hear from both Vado and Regal. How do you guys feel Chivas can hurt America because I feel like the counterattack is something that you guys are going to be looking at. Uh, I agree. I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know about Varro, but I, I think that in, in, in my mind, I, I imagine you guys coming out and pressing us high. And I feel like that could be, that could, that could, that could lead to an advantage for us because we have a lot of speed, a lot of speed with, with our fullbacks uh with with Calderon um and a lot of speed with our wingers Antuna uh, Vega even Macias and, and that's where I feel like we will be able to uh have some advantages is, is with our speed and if you guys are pressing us high you know a long ball through um catch you guys on a counterattack and and, and it, it you know, the game could quickly turn in, in our favor. Yeah, I, I that's exactly what I was, that's exactly what I'm fearful to come on Saturday. And that's why I asked, because I know we had Chris comment that as well, saying that the counterattack could be an avenue that she was going to exploit. I mean, George and Emma have looked a little bit shaky whenever they're being run at. So it will be interesting to see how America is able to cope with that. But I don't know, Christian, do you think defensively we're going to be able to, kind of keep those fast pacey players at bay for Chivas? It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up, and I say that only because, well, you kind of have Emanuele Aguilera, you know, kind of captaining the whole thing and, you know, how shaky he can be. Like you said, Jorge Sanchez really hasn't been, you know, Jorge Sanchez this season, so, you know, there's that problem. We don't know who's going to be on the left, whether it be Fuentes or Reyes or Escobosa, you know. I don't think any of three of them kind of film it with so much confidence. And this is Sebas Cáceres' first Clásico. You know, he has looked good at times. Uh, but other times he's been shaky, and other times he it's been his fault that you know a player goes through or a goal uh, a goal you know gets conceded. So um, definitely not you know filled with the most confidence in our defense. But I mean they're gonna have to show up if we, we want to win on Saturday. Yeah, and, and that's gonna be the case for I think a lot of America players on you know 
on Saturday. I think there's only one player or two players actually that you can already say, okay, most likely they will show up if you know the services are there, and that's Henry and Vinas if they both get to play up top. But everyone else, I mm-hmm. think, is in doubt as to whether or not they're going to show up in this game. So, it like you mentioned, it's a toss up in regards to our defense. But hopefully, at the end of the day, you know they're they know what's being played. It's more than three points at the end of the day. So. Uh, I do hope that they're coming into this with a different mindset and a different attitude than we've seen in the past couple of games because, like you said, Christian, very shaky at the back, and that's not what we want to see coming into this Clásico. But uh, I want to address another comment here. It's saying, uh, do you think that Piojo needs to go back to the 5-3-2 or stay with the 4-2-3-1 for this Clásico, Christian? For me, I think, you know, you've only played the 5-3-2 for, what is it, three games now? Three, two games. So um, I think you just go back to the 4-2-3-1, especially, especially if Vinas is not available. Then I don't see how you can even play the five the, the 5-3-2. Uh, at least now with the 4-2-3-1, you just have Henry up, uh, up top by himself and you kind of just supplying with, you know, three players behind them. Um, so I think he'll go with the 4-2-3-1. But the advantage to the 5-3-2 is, again, because we were saying that Chivas is very strong on the counters and on the wings, is that you have that extra support for the mm-hmm. center back. So you can have three center backs you know, closed, closed in together in, in the box, and you still have the support from two, from two wing backs. Um, if they drop. So, well, I mean, they're, they, they're supposed to, right? They're supposed uh, to, exactly. That's the yeah. key right yeah. there. They're supposed to. Um, more more, more so often than I, not, they don't. I can, I can definitely see Piojo going with, with a 5-3-2 to try and at least mitigate the uh, the counterattacks from Chivas. Maybe not stop them completely because of the speed, but be able to have more men back there. Yeah, I, exactly. That's why I was thinking that Piojo will most likely end up using the 5-3-2 come Saturday. I mean, I just, I don't see how, because if you, if you hear what Piojo has been saying throughout the week, and if you see kind of he, how his kind of mood is coming into this one, I feel like he's a bit timid. I think he knows that he's in the hot seat. And this Clásico Nacional, if it doesn't end up in three points, it's going to be an even hotter seat for him. So he knows that coaches have been fired beforehand for not winning at home. You know, and if you get humiliated, then there's a chance that you might not see, you know, the next game out. I I don't know if that's going to be the case for Piojo, but he understands that there's a lot riding in these next couple of weeks not just this matchup of course let's remember after this we have Cruzul and Pumas so it's not like the the schedule gets any lighter for America if anything it gets even uh it gets even more tougher as the weeks go on by so it's not gonna be easy for for Piojo so I think he's gonna come out this a little defensive and like we mentioned that speed that uh Chivas has going forward I think he's definitely gonna you know try to balance it out and have at least at least three center backs to support him in in that aspect but i mean i don't know dylan what do you think five three two or should we go with the four two three one uh I, i'm still on this fence about the five three two to be quite honest with you um <clears throat> I, I mean I, I get you know the concept you know i kind of think you know you, you're having those three center backs you know kind of like right there in the middle and he like rigo was saying you have the support of those wing backs you know but like christian said too if they ever drop it back you know i just don't feel confident really with with Reyes or Fuentes, you know, on that left side, you know, I, I was still kind of iffy with Jorge, but, um, you know, more confident than Fuentes or Reyes. So, I mean, I, I just, I'm just kind of on the fence right now with everything, with these formations, just kind of, you know, starting out with this four, two, three, one, then you're going to this five, three, two, which we kind of see what it does. You know, obviously it's just a start. It's a new formation. Um, but you know, some people were against it. Some people were with it. I was just in between. Um, so I, I'm not, I can't make up my mind right now with all this. Well, don't worry. You're not alone in this one. A lot of people are in that same boat with you. But I think a lot will determine uh, in regards to formation what players are available for us on Saturday. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we talk about our formation and possible lineup and who is going to be available and who isn't, uh, I want to let the Chivas and Norte people give us their predicted lineup and their starting 11 and their formation that you guys think that uh, Chivas is going to use on Saturday. Varo, are you there? Yeah, you um, just did a. You just you are you you guys did the podcast uh, two days yeah. ago. Yeah. So what we said is he's gonna go with Gudina goal. In our defense, we're gonna have Chicote Calderon. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't start Ponce because Ponce makes me nervous. Um, center backs are gonna be Sepulveda and Miramier. Right back is gonna be Chapdo because we have no right back uh, death. And uh, midfield. 
I think he's gonna throw out Vial Pando. I think Beltran is gonna is gonna go to the back, and he's gonna pair him with Molina. And then up top, we're gonna have uh, Antuna on the left, Macias up front, Vega behind him, and Brizuela playing on the right wing. Interesting. So yeah, like four, you guys four, mentioned, two, four two three one. Yeah, yeah I know you guys are mentioning Chivas's like counterattack, but Regal, honestly, I don't think it's, it hasn't been clicking yet. It has the potential. The potential is there is for it, it yeah. but yeah, that, it's all the last pass that Chivas like fails at. Because I have like so many gifts on my phone that I haven't released because <laughs> I don't I don't want to like shit on Chivas even more. But if they can get that last touch on the counterattack to go, then they're gonna they're finally gonna be like a legal team. But right now they're still kind of trying to figure it out. Okay, that is an interesting lineup. I mean, you guys mentioned it, pace and. Plenty of it up top with all those players. So, yeah, something for America to look out for, and we'll see whether it's that five three two or that four two three one. Christian's gonna let us know in just a second. All right, Christian. Before I let you give us our predicted lineup and tell us who is available and who is it, I think it's a perfect segue to remind people that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. And uh, as you guys can see, all the Eagle Eye Podcast boys are wearing the official uh, Foot Cult gear here. Christian, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, it's it's amazing. I we 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 kind of just you know been advertising it all all uh, all on social media, and I hope uh, people enjoy it. Uh, this partnership has right now been uh, just giving nothing but but greatness to everybody. So hopefully it continues. Definitely, definitely. So make sure you guys check them out over on Twitter and Instagram. Check out their website. I mean, if you guys like any of their product, it doesn't have to be necessarily the UI podcast. You guys can use the discount code EEP at checkout to get ten percent off. Alrighty, gentlemen. Let's talk more about this Classico Nacional. Christian, talk to me more about how America is coming into this game in regards to players. Who's available, who isn't, and what is Bilko's predicted lineup for Saturday looking like? So um, we'll get out the people that are not going to be there. Um, Sergio Diaz is uh, 100% not going to be there. Uh, Roger Martinez is very doubtful. Uh, he came in into the game, and then two minutes later, he got uh, subbed out due to injury. So he's most likely not going to be there. Andres Ibargüen, a name we really haven't mentioned all season long. Um, he's finally, you know, getting there to the to the point where he's gonna be making the bench. And there's reports that you know he might be there on the bench this weekend to kind of, you know, take the spot of Roger Martinez or Sergio Diaz. So we could expect uh, Ibarguen on the bench. And now the player that everyone wants to know about Vinas. Vinas is um the shaky situation. Um, obviously the player wants to be there. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be there. Uh, tomorrow we we kind of find out more, and I think tomorrow the the choice is being made if he, he he's gonna be there or not. So, uh, but it's not looking good. Um, if anything, I'd probably give it a twenty percent chance that he he will be there. So um, I'm just kind of ruling him out already in the starting lineup. Um, so talking more about the starting lineup, I like I said before, I think Piojo go, does go with the uh, the four two three one. Uh, having Ochoa in net, the back four, Jorge Sanchez, Sebas Cáceres, Emmanuel Aguilera, Luis Fuentes. Uh, the midfielder will be uh, also Gonzalez and Richard Sanchez. On one wing, you'll have Leo Suarez. On the other, uh, Benedetti at the Canspa, Cordova, and up top, Henry Martin. Interesting. Really interesting. I mean, I, I can see that lineup happening, of course, because it's a very beautiful lineup. Uh, Throwing a, throwing a big dagger to a lot of Americanistas' hearts with that Vinas prediction there. He might not make it for the Clásico, which I think is a huge blow for America. And for the player himself, I think he's actually finally getting picking up that rhythm again, getting those goals in. Uh, and unfortunately, because of that injury against Toluca, it might be that he misses his game out. Probably see him again against Cruz Azul. But mm-hmm. this is a player you definitely want in this game because he's a game changer. And you never know when America might need something like that on the field. But... If that is the lineup, I'm I'm a little worried about a lot of things. One, Luis Fuentes, he looked terribly slow against Toluca. I mean, mm-hmm. completely slow. Looks like and he's... then, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm, and I was gonna say he'll be on Brizuela's side, which doesn't, yeah. doesn't really paint that a good picture. That, that doesn't give you a boat of confidence. I that at that point you might as well just not, not even have a left back because Luis Fuentes is is completely slow out of shape out of rhythm um but i mean we knew what we were getting when we you know contracted a player that hasn't been playing since you know what the Last end season. of the Asura. yeah so it's it's not looking promising there too another player that i do not want to see out on that pitch is also hey, we've given him enough chances he hasn't looked good at all for me uh consistently is giving terrible balls like a simple passes in mm-hmm. in front of you he's he's finding a way to make that uh make that a mistake so there's another player that i do not want to see out on that pitch but 
I mean, then the question goes, do you give it to, you know, Santi? And, you know, is he an upgrade at, on paper? I mean, it looks like he is, but he just hasn't looked like himself. So, Correct. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about those two kind of weak points in our in our lineup? The point is one I agree with you, but, you know, your other alternatives are Luis Reyes or, you know, Escobosa, and neither or have showed me anything this season as well. Uh, but I think Luis Fuentes is the best bet for uh, for America on, on Saturday and in regards to also. Uh, for me, I think also definitely, I, I mean, a little bit better than last season, but this season, I mean, like you said, Ivan, he has his games, and but recently he hasn't been on. But like you said, though, his replacement would be Santiago Cáceres. And while, while I like Cáceres, you know, he really hasn't been showing, you know, his full potential. And uh, oftentimes he looks very slow and out of position. And we really can't afford that against uh, against Chivas in their, in their midfield. So uh, I, I think he'll write it out with also only because I guess he's been getting more match time. So uh, I think we'll see also on Saturday. We'll have to wait and see. Well, Rigo, it must be music to you guys' ears to know that Vinas is probably not going to be uh, stepping on that pitch on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, he's one of he's, you know, he's he's one he's one of you guys' better players, and and uh, anytime a team is missing, you know, a key element of their offense, it's 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 always good, you know, for us, uh, considering that we, you know, we 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 struggle, you know versus teams that are uh you know lesser opponents so teams that are really good when the, you know when they're missing a player it, it it's definitely a boost of confidence uh but like like, like we like Varro's been saying the team hasn't really clicked like the way it should be it should be clicking so it's like it it it, it has to do more I, I believe with with us rather than you know who you guys have on the field and who you guys are missing um, because if if you know if, if Chivas if the team isn't clicking on on, on Saturday night, uh, you I mean it doesn't matter if you guys have beans or not. You you guys are probably win. Um, so it it it's the 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 team's makeup and chemistry is really what's more concerning at the, at this point for for Chivas fans. Yeah, I mean, Rigo, okay. we we saw we saw like the potential of the, the that the offense has, especially in that. Precincts in the classical that triangle goal that uh Vega scored I think it was I think it was Angulo to Vega to Macias and back to Vega for a goal yeah and like that those touches that they made we haven't seen that all season like it's missing it's not there but the potential is there and that's like that's what I'm worried about like and yeah it's good that Vignes is out but Chivas has a decent defense I think they're fourth in the league right now we've allowed um. I believe eight goals, but we're like twelfth in offense. If we, if we don't score goals, we're not going to win. And right now, I think the offense is more of a concern for for me specifically than uh, the defense and what America can bring. Interesting, because I mean, like you, like you guys mentioned, you know, we were treated to quite the game uh, for a preseason match not so long ago in the Copa por mm-hmm. Mexico, where you know you guys rightfully so ended up winning that game but a lot of people are alluding to yet another match like that i'm not saying it's going to be you know in the same amount of caliber of goals but i think we can expect goals i mean both defenses are coming into this one shaky uh, i mean it's no secret that america's defense is leaking terribly so you know i i do imagine that you guys might be able to get a goal or two in um but then the same situation goes for america you know you we're what ranked at the number the one, second, number one, number one. Uh, offense at the moment, uh, which I think baffles me really. Uh, it does that, honestly. It, yeah. that, <laughs> that we have that stat, but um, I, yeah, I mean, sucks. Well, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it sucks, but in a good way. Uh, I mean, we love it, but it sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but no, yeah, I think America is going to be able to get uh, some chances. You know, it's how clinical can we be? I think we're we're looking good that if Henry is our starting striker, then, you know, he's in hot form right now. So you, you kind of want to keep him in that streak. So I, it's looking like a pretty good entertaining game. I don't know. Do you guys see this as open as people exp- uh, are saying it? Um, I don't know. I feel like we can't really take anything from that preseason game, especially because yeah. uh, even Give when that game coach. ended, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think Chivas was the better team. Like we won, but after the game ended, I was like, oh, well, we got lucky because I think America played better than we did. So I think it's going to be a, a close, a close game, especially with Vucic as our coach now. We yeah. can sit back and kind of wait, and um, it, 
the games we've seen, it looks like he's scared to go after the game. He'll he insists on putting in Gallito Vasquez for some reason. Like you're you're up a man, so you put in Gallito, and basically at this point in his career, now you're ten v ten, and then he puts in Oliva Peralta for some reason, and now you're ten v nine, and so it doesn't really show. And I don't I don't think it's going to be the high scoring game that people are expecting. To be honest, yeah, I'm, I'm with Varo. I mean. It- we, we, you haven't gotten the same Chivas team twice this season. Every every single game has been different. And uh, again, you know, you know, from Luis Fernando Tena to was a Deech, like they're different coaches, uh, but both very afraid to go out and get the victory. They'd rather they'd rather not lose than go and win. So. I, I got, like, like like I said earlier, I, I can see the team coming out very defensive, uh, you know, just to not, you know, embarrass embarrass the team and lose. Um, so yeah, I'm with Var. I, I definitely see you know a close a, a close game. Interesting. Oh, we'll get you guys' prediction a little bit later on in the show. But interesting. I'm I'm curious to see if you see it the same way, Christian, or do you think it's going to be a fruitful avenue for these kind of both offenses? No, I see it the exact same way. I think this is probably the more closer classicals we had in more recent years. I think you know everyone here can agree that maybe in past seasons, America has been you know one of the more favorite teams, the more dominant team. But this is completely different. I think with the form that both teams are in, you know this this does shape to be one of the more closer ones. But that makes it a little bit more exciting, though, you know. So um, it, it it still should be a great classico, you know, no matter what the circumstances is, but definitely a close game. Interesting that you bring up form. And I think, you know, it's a classico, and it's the classico of all classicos. So I, I think at one point, you have to kind of chuck out form and see at the end of the day which player, which institution wants it more. Um, but then I sit, sit here and I look at, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, really. Um, but... I don't know. This Clásico has a different feel to it. I, I don't think you have a lot of America players that have come through the Cantera as much as, I don't know, you know, what we have probably two that you mentioned in that starting 11, which is, you know, Cordoba and Ochoa. So, uh, you know, I, 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 do un- I do think that the players understand what the Clásico means, but I think this is going to be, you know, I don't know. It, it's just gonna be different. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's the same intensity as you know that thrilling three three that we got back in two thousand and five, mm. but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I don't know, Rigo. How do you see this? I, I we spoke about this before on previous episodes. Whenever you guys have come on here to preview the classicals, we kind of check out form sometimes because the classical is at the end of the day that a classical and it's played with a little bit more than just how recent form you're coming into this one. Yeah, and I, I think from that aspect, if, if I was going to give the upper hand to either of the teams, it would be Chivas, just because they have more more canteranos. Um, they're also the underdog. They also, um, you know, they're coming in as, you know, definitely not the favorite. America's won, I think, the last couple of Clásicos. Um, so that they have... They they have, I think Chivas has like more to, not more to win, but they they might want it more on on Sunday, uh, and I'm not saying that just as a, as a Chivas fan. I'm saying it from the perspective of like you said, you don't have you don't have too many canteranos on 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 America. Um, there isn't the the crowd in the stadium because of COVID, um, so it does have a different feel. And in a, in a game where, um, you know, one team's players like sienten la camiseta más, like you you they might have a slight I wouldn't say an advantage, but they might have more hunger for for the for the game. Um, but sometimes, you know, talent, talent beats out hunger, um, and America, you know, to a certain extent has a bit more talent than Chivas, especially players with, um, like they say in Mexico, Colmillo. Um, so I, 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 I could, I could see, you know, you know, the hunger being there, but still not winning because America just has the talent. 
Interesting. Well, I hope that talent shows up on Saturday, like you mentioned, because we haven't really seen it much this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it'd be nice to have a little bit of some of that on uh, on Saturday. But Dylan, what, uh, what's your thoughts in regards to this? Do you think that uh, there's more to this game than just form? Do you think, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, who feels the jersey more and who has that more hunger and passion for this is going to be the one to take it all? Or do you agree a little bit to the extent that Regal was saying that, you know, sometimes just talent outweighs hunger no yeah i kind of do agree with the uh, rego to an extent um a little bit more but you know at, at the end of the day too um i just kind of think it's going to come down to who wants it more um both both these teams both institutions uh you know know what's at stake here you know a lot of bragging rights you know for the rest of the uh guardian season a lot of bragging rights a lot of crap talking um you know or even though that goes on either way uh but you know uh both these teams are going to kind of want to come out and win. You know, I think it's, I think it, I can see, it, I see it staying close to um, like Rigo and Christian were saying in, in Votto too. Um, but, you know, I think it kind of, in a sense, comes down to the wire to who gets that win. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. And I mean, you know, we'll have you guys up to date with everything that happens in the Clásico Nacional. So you guys make sure don't miss a beat of it over on Twitter. You guys can follow us at EY Podcast. We'll be live tweeting throughout the whole day and throughout the whole match. So you guys don't miss a second of it. Um, I mean, it's just been interesting what we've been talking about, you know, form and weaknesses and capitalizing on each certain weaknesses. I think at the end of the day, a lot of this is just going to be chucked out and, you know, it's it's going to be a whole different aspect. You mentioned it, Rigo. It's going to be a different game, too, because of the whole COVID situation, no fans. I do wonder how that's going to play a factor for some of these players, you know? I mean, I think for you guys, it'll be a little bit of an advantage because it'll finally feel like you're home. Because normally when <laughs> Chivas plays in Azteca, they're the home team. So um, I think I think for that I think in that aspect you get it'll, it'll be a little bit of an advantage for you guys. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It looks, <laughs> it looks pretty even. I don't know where you're getting your numbers from, but you know, really, you uh, know why I really hope we win? Why? Because they're recording the all or nothing series during the season, and that you know that Vega goal is going to get like a, a whole thirty second slow motion montage. We can score that 90, 90th minute goal, so I want like a slow montage of uh, Chivas. That's right, we are recording on Amazon Prime. Yeah, we need. I need a win. I don't want to relive it, relive a loss. If I'm gonna watch the Amazon Prime series, you know. <laughs> oh man, now I really hope America wins. <laughs> really, really spoil the Amazon party. But it's going to be an interesting one to see how these kind of players, I guess, at the end of the day, have to feed off each other more than some of them would actually feed off the crowd. But they know that they're not going to be alone. In theory, they're going to be watched by millions of people back home. So Forever in our hearts. For Yeah. <laughs> oh, can, can I ask um, you guys something real quick? Yeah. What, what do you guys think of that picture that the America account tweeted out of the fans, like waiting for the players outside the hotel or the airport, whatever it was? Um, I thought it was a bad look. Was it yeah. stealing their wallets? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think the players carry their wallets. To be honest. Okay. Um, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> no, you're I mean, right. I um, wouldn't either. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think you're right. It 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 wasn't the best of luck, especially in the situation that you, that you mm-hmm. we're in right now. And especially down in Mexico, I think we're talking about this uh, before we even got on the podcast. Like we're not really aware of what the situation down in Mexico. It's only hearsay, you know, but we understand that, you know, their grip on it hasn't been as well as, you know, what we have right now in the States. So, you know, for them to come out with that picture, it, it, it was a little bit kind of like, Hmm, maybe we should have thought about that one, but. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess it was a cool picture, like oh, you know, fans and still in our heart and this, this and that. But um, yeah, it 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 wasn't the best of PR situations for America. I don't know what you think, Christian. No, definitely, I agree with you. And you know, I know other teams are doing it as well, but like, I feel like, I I don't know. I feel like the clubs kind of just you know be like that kind of I guess role model and and kind of just tell their fans like, listen, you know, we we know we acknowledge you guys, we we thank you guys for still supporting, but you know, we're still in this awful awful crisis and you know it's just best to kind of refrain from this activity for right now and then hopefully in the near future when everyone i guess you know coincides with all the rules you know we can have fans back for next season i think that's the goal for everybody it definitely should be 
I mean, at this point, it definitely should be to have everyone come back uh, to the stadiums as soon as possible. But all right, gentlemen, we've had all this talk in regards to this game. Now I want to hear you guys' predictions for this game on Saturday. So I'll throw it to you first, Vado. What is your prediction for Saturday's game in regards to the Clásico Nacional? Who are you going with? All right, so I think um, Guillermo Ochoa is due for another uh, 7-0. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> no, no, um, I think Chivas, Chivas 2-1, but that's what my heart says, my brain says uh, Chivas America 1-1. Okay, okay. All righty then. Well, I'll throw it to you, Christian. Prediction? All right, I'm, I'm, I'll kind of give a similar a similar prediction. I think America wins 3-1. That's what my heart wants. But in my mind, I honestly, you guys want to hear it? I think it's going to say 0-0. Zero, zero. Zero, zero. That is a Damn. dull classico. <laughs> I think 0-0. Zero, zero. Okay, Rigo. Uh, I'm going to go with Varo. I think I think 2-1 Chivas. Well, actually, in my heart, it's 2-1 Chivas. And I think, uh, realistically, the game could probably end 2-2. Two, two. Two to two, another draw. Okay, Dylan, here, help me out, man. What's going on? What, what's what's the scoreline? Give me something different. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm trying to give you something different. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say, well, uh, say that Chivas wins. Say that Chivas wins. He can't. He can't. He automatically gets. Cut. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna, I was gonna take uh, Rigo's uh, two two, but I don't want to steal that. Take the same so. thing. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing if Rodrigo took that for me, but I'll, I'll go with a uh, 1 1 draw. A uh, 1 1 draw. Okay. So I'm hearing a lot of, in my heart, this is going to happen, but in reality, a draw is what we're basically all Pretty saying. Pretty much. Yeah. Is, is what's going to be the outcome <laughs> yeah. of it. Which, I mean, here, here's my question for Chivas is that a favorable result? Yeah, I mean, sure. I- it, yeah, ideally, yeah, it's favorable resort. As a fan, you you always want to win, especially classical. Yeah. You always mm-hmm. want to win. Yeah. Um, statistically, yeah, I mean, you 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 you're it's an away game. You come away with one point. Um, so yeah, if you if you're just going on statistics, yes. Uh, if you go on with my heart, then uh, I want a victory. Okay, interesting. Because I know for a fact, if America ends up getting a draw against Chivas, it might just be the end of the world, Christian, in regards to a, a lot of what's going on in America. Because I think it's another two points dropped at home mm-hmm. um, in, in a game that, in theory, that some people are saying you're coming in as favorites. You should be walking away with all three points. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, w- w- thoughts in regards to what kind of the vibe of the Coapa is going to be after if America ends up being a draw? Well, definitely not good. Uh, just for numerous reasons. Like the 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 ones you just said, you know, the kind of, I guess, coach situation is a little tense over there. But also, you got to remember, we have Cruz Azul next week after this one. So, like, you know, you want to come in, you know, with the most confidence ever. And you, for me, are, you're playing probably the best team in the league next uh, next week. So, you know, you're going to want to come in at least with the victory. So, um, you know, it's not going to be good if we don't come up with anything but a, but a win. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens because I think uh might just be the start of the revolution. So we'll yeah. have to wait and see if, if America doesn't pick up all three points. But don't worry if you're not. I'm going to go with a 1-0 victory for America. Um, I think that we just nick it in like the 68th minute and then we just completely... I think we throw like seven people in the back and just completely just let Chivas try to come at us and hopefully we're able to clear everything. But I think America ends up winning it 1-0. I do think it's going to be quite an interesting and exciting game. We will have chances. I I see both goalkeepers, you know, getting their work cut out. And, uh, you know, I I think at the end of the day, it is going to be whose goalkeeper is in better better form that game. That's going to be ultimately the, the determining factor as to who ends up winning this game. So... We'll have to wait and see, but I'm predicting 1-0. I, I see that Chicken Little was very uh, adventurous and missing a little bit of that AJ spirit on the podcast, going with America uh-huh. 10-0. Um, so we'll, we'll see, Chicken Little. We'll That'd see. Nice. That would be nice. I don't think that's ever been even recorded in history. Um, and then Freddie going with a 2-1 victory for America. Uh, he's saying late goal from Benedetti. That's uh, what so. I like to hear. A little bit more of a late drama right there. Let us know. Keep commenting in the uh, in the comment section. Letting us know your guys' prediction for the game. But um, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up. Unless you guys want to say anything else in regards to this Clásico Nacional. 
No, I mean, I heard through the grapevine you guys are doing uh, 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 FIFA Pro Clubs mm-hmm. Clásico Nacional. Yes, that's what out. I was I, I was alluding. I was leading to that right now. Oh, I was going to let you guys out. say what you wanted out, but word's out right now. Might as well address <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, this is not going to be the uh, the last time that these two podcasts get together for this week. You guys going to be able to catch a little friendly. Well, we'll see how friendly it ends <laughs> pro clubs <laughs> match between the Eagle Eye Podcast and the Chivas del Norte. So make sure you guys uh, follow both accounts on, tw- on Twitter so you guys know exactly when that's going down. We will tell you this much. It's happening on Friday, and it's happening at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. So make sure you guys catch it, and uh, we'll is let it, you guys know we're going to be streaming and all that stuff. Is it true that, you, that you're that doing a pro clubs this time because you're tired of losing on the one-on-ones? Oh, shit. <laughs> you oh, know what? Shit. The hot seat. Oh, no. The hot seat. <laughs> Somebody finally did. Uh, here we go. I'll say this much. I cannot confirm nor deny that, but I felt that it was a little bit more proper that we, you know, we, we did this. Did I get it. No, also, I get too, it. No, I get it. Also, too, because... um. Technically, Get well, I mean, with the involved. whole COVID situation, no, yeah. yeah, I mean, the pressure's really been on me. I, I, I think I've, I've, I've been asked to resign. I think six different times already. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, it gets to you at seven points. You know, lost sleep. It's terrible. Some of my hair's falling out. It's, it's, it's bad. But um, if there was FIFA 21, maybe we could have done one. That way, we would have had you know the updated rosters, updated kits, and stuff like that. But since you know we're still waiting for that to launch in the next couple of weeks, I thought you know why don't we do um why don't we do a FIFA Pro Clubs match? And the really cool thing is that we're gonna have some of you guys, some of the listeners, join in on that as well. So we're making that team, and uh, let us know if you guys are interested. But yes, Rigo, we're gonna have that matchup. <laughs> um, and we discussed about this. Uh, usually the winner of that game. The lose uh, the the loser team ends up winning the real matchup. So I think at the end of the day, it's gonna be who can score more own goals throughout that whole match <laughs> to see secure the victory on uh, Saturday. So we'll have to good, wait and see. Good times, good times. Yeah, good times. So you guys don't want to miss that out. We're gonna give you guys more info uh, tomorrow. You guys can be able to have more information as to where it's streaming and all that stuff. But yeah, really fun stuff happening, and uh, it's it's always fun whenever it's the classic. We get to do a lot of cool things. So, uh, Vado, anything else you want to say before we uh, wrap this all up? Um, no, just uh, look out for the pro clubs games. Ivan, I also like pro clubs because it hides my uh, weakness as a FIFA player. So, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can point fingers at others too. Now, I'm I'm a great I'm a great CDM. I am not a great uh, all around FIFA player. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. All righty then. Well. Uh, we just want to say thank you, gentlemen, as always, for coming on and, uh, you know, keep up the great work that you guys are doing. And uh, hopefully uh, best of luck for you guys in the pro clubs and in the match on Saturday. So we'll, we're excited to see what uh, what happens. Good luck to you guys as well. And thank you for having us, as always. It's always yeah. a great time. Always fun. All right, Dylan, Christian, thank you so much for coming out. AJ, shout out to you. We know you're listening. We know you're watching. Thank you for everything. And uh, thank you to all of you guys who came out today and watched and uh, just commented everything. Uh, you know, Chicken Little, Freddy, uh, Jess, Reyes, uh, Adrian, Luis, everyone. Really, thank you so much. And everyone listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you may listen to this. Thank you so much for your support. And again, thank you to our partners, Foot Call, for making this a possibility as well. All right, gentlemen. You guys have yourself a wonderful night. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Well, actually, Friday for that Pro Clubs match. But Saturday for the matchup. And uh, make sure you guys are all staying safe, wear your masks, and take care. As always, Arriba la America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast. And get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.